Hi everyone and welcome to the latest episode of the FPL Renegades podcast. <coughs> my name is Drew and as always I'm joined by my ex-two-good pals, Kirks. How are you Kirks? Good, thanks. Causing trouble in the background for no reason. <laughs> that wasn't me, that was him. And uh, the man at the moment, Willie. How are you? I'm buzzing. Buzzing? Buzzing like a bee. Even? Buzzing like a bee, like Muhammad Ali. Boom, motherfuckers. That's not the right quote. <laughs> Kind of like the quote, though. <laughs> but, uh, I'm a little bit of emba- a little bit embarrassed about him. Anyway, um, we said we'd uh, rock up and do an end of season FPL review, and here we are. Yeah. I don't think anyone has planned for this, so nope. it could be absolutely Useless. atrocious. No. But uh, we're gonna do it. Like the fans have been calling out for a Renegades podcast for. Can you guess, Willie? When was the last time we actually podded? February twenty fifth. Fifth of February. No. 5th of February? Yeah, Fucking we up. did a pod on the 5th of February. I was going on my... One? Oh, yeah. No, I was going, on my, I was going on my honeymoon the following week and yeah. I left the pod in both of your capable hands and said, lads, I'll oh, be back yeah. in two weeks. And we smashed it. Keep this safe. <laughs> did we do anything? Didn't do anything. We did a fucking pod, didn't we? No, then, no, since the then, one. there's That's been a global it. pandemic. <laughs> um, Liverpool have won the league for the first time in 30 years. Villa stayed up. Boom! Villa stayed up and United scraped into the top four. So it's been a good year for us for from all a of football us. point of view. Probably, I'd, the, best, I'd, probably I'd, the best year of our lives. I'd rather Villa got relegated and there was no pandemic. And Liverpool didn't win the league. <laughs> if you choose between Liverpool win the league and Villa getting relegated, what would you ah, pick? I'd say the pandemic swings it. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, this is the greatest year of my life. Here we are. Um, yeah, I thought you would definitely do a pod when I went to, where did I go? South Africa. I can't, I can't Africa. We definitely talked about it. Maybe you really talked the talk. Like I was over in Cape Town. Did you keep the mic? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I the, hid the mic in my the shed mic was in your house. with a big yeah. padlock and was like, "Yeah, lads, the you were in Cape Town, were you? Yeah. Do you play football with Benny McCarty, lads? <laughs> we are actually one of the most popular FPL podcasts in South Africa. Are we? Yeah. You that drive one, around. That one guy listens to us. You drive around South Africa. We did the garden route, and uh, there's billboards everywhere of Nelson Mandela. Saying that we're like one of the most popular FPL podcasts in South Africa. I think I looked it up. I think we're only like the seven most popular podcasts. In no, South no, Africa. no, no. Is it one guy? And this is a good chance to do my famous Nelson Mandela <laughs> accent. Oh. What's is that, that off? Harry Enfield? Yeah. Do it. <laughs> my name is Nelson Mandela. And I just want to say that the FPL Renegades podcast is the most famous podcast in all of South Africa. From... <laughs> Cape Town to Johannesburg, from Durban to Plattenburg Bay, FPL <laughs> Renegades for the win. <laughs> there you go. Uh, I used to know what you're doing. Bridget. I think we had one South African <laughs> listener before this. We don't have any now. Yeah. No, we have zero. We might have two. Yeah. So, uh, will we just dive straight into FPL because... Lucas Rodivi. I haven't really... You just keep naming them yeah, random footballers. We haven't really seen each other... During the whole lockdown, like no. maybe once or twice. I didn't know if we were ever going um, to see each other again. We've talked about FPL a little bit on WhatsApp. I kind of feel like, Willie, you lost your love for FPL a little bit along the way. Yeah. So, as the worst performer of the FPL Renegades, we'll start with you. How did your season go? And uh, why was it so bad? Uh, it was pretty embarrassing, Drew, to be fair. I think I finished circa 430k. 
I still get to play circa. I like the word circa. <laughs> but um, I still don't think you know what it means. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it, it meant roughly or about. Is that not right? Yeah. So four hundred and thirty k. Yeah. So like after four top fifty seven k finishes, can you believe that? <laughs> That's fucking unreal, lads. Uh, it was a bit of a fall from grace. Um, in fairness, my team did get coveted, and to be honest, but to be honest, no, I fucking did, lads. I fucking tell you. I think a top 200k rank could have been on the cards. I actually don't know if that makes any sense anymore. Go on. Fuck you and listen. Right, I wildcarded into COVID, into Game Week 29, um, but I actually, like, I was, like, kind of thinking about Game Week 29, but I was really just going towards this blank Game Week 31, Triple Wolves versus Bournemouth, like, and fucking half the teams weren't playing. But Did that game not happen? Game so? Week 31 never happened. It never happened, and, ever. Um, as I fucked away my wildcard going into the COVID fucking season, COVID season, can we call it that? A lot yeah. of F-bombs from Willie on this, yes. uh, <laughs> don't see, not, this new season. It's last week. Yeah, I'm not comfortable finishes, with it. But I'm not sure it makes sense. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, so yeah, I'd, I'd uh, done me wildcard. So in this Game Week 31, everyone comes back, oh, like, let's all have unlimited transfers. It's great, but I couldn't use my unlimited transfers. Why not? Because... Cause uh oh I had to free hit I had to free hit that week and get fucking was it Chelsea who was playing Man City and whoever was playing anyway my actual team was pretty good going from thirty two to thirty eight so I kept that team because I'd made a few transfers during the hour that but surely the, surely the free wild card you got gave you a chance but I didn't have free wild card. wild card I used my no my my team was actually perfect so I didn't need to use free wild card so I had to free hit. Because I wanted to get Man City and what and Villa yeah. and I Sheffield United and Sheffield United are shit fixers afterwards. Anyway, so use me free hit, lost that. Then I came back. I still had my fucking bench boost. Did that the week, sack it, didn't play and I had to do it in a single game week. I just, the one thing I usually do, I'm a very average FPL player but I usually play my chips very, very well and just made it, I just fucked them up this year as well. Yeah. I just, no, no. I, I, in fairness, like, I got COVIDed, but in all fairness, <laughs> I love that. I got COVIDed. In all fairness, I got what I deserved, and I well and truly made a show of myself. <laughs> we'll come in back into it in more depth. Uh, I think that was pretty in depth. The original question was just like, how did you get on? Like, what was your rank? Four hundred thirty k after four top fifty seven k finishes. Were you eight, happy or were eight you not top fifty k finishes in the last nine years? So you had a bad rank. You weren't happy. You got COVIDed. Is that it? That's yeah, the summary. Yeah. It, but it was my greatest FPL year ever. Well, okay. the greatest year ever because Villa stayed up. Fair enough. And Kirks, we'll go over to you. So, um, no, oh, oh, you were second after him. Yeah, but I usually <laughs> go last. It's <laughs> my podcast, so uh, it is his podcast. Um, I still don't know if you're real or if I can imagine you on my <laughs> podcast. But uh, yeah, Kirks, I haven't even looked at my team yet. So, how yeah. did you get on for the season? Neither did I. I, I suppose I'll do mine because it'll be quicker. Um, I did pretty good. Beat two E, which is all that matters at the end of the day. It's a bit harsh. No, I think he's right. We're a team. We're not a team. That's what annoys me now. I think we are a team now. Whereas a few years ago, we were very competitive. Definitely weren't a team, like, not last, this season, but last season. And, like, it probably fucked me up a bit more than... Like, we share a lot of information now. Yeah. I'm kind of actually asking you guys for, like, last-minute transfer stuff and injury news and stuff, because I don't check Twitter or Early team news. You watch early team news. Whatever the fuck the hell it is. Um, overall it was pretty good though um, made a balls of my um, second wild card and uh, bottled it then in the last two game weeks but other than that like 17,000 overall just Sem- a million places 17,000 yeah. top 20k 17,551 um, top 20k for the last two seasons so that's quite good well, even though you were like a lot higher 
last year or 5k yeah which, five but like if you're I, coming I, in the top 20k every year you're very good you're elite i think it's just heartbreaking he sounds so patronizing you know he was top 55k for the last four years until this year yeah and he then he was eight times that much <laughs> thumbs up Kurt. um i think it's just crap because like half time in the last game of the season i was up to seven thousand, and then like abamyang ings fernandez and someone else scored a penalty each and then i was like boom five thousand places gone tough out of Ireland. isn't it came Kurt? second in our league came second in the work league you didn't take penalties into account. You lost. You lost about five grand, did you, in the last ten minutes? Yeah, under quid. Yeah. the worst. The thing that breaks my heart though is, uh, it's all avoidable. Like you're seventeen thousand, but you were two hundred at one point. Where was he? And you got my two hundred in the world. He was, and like he just kind of throws it away by Kaplan and people like Harry Wilson. I did Kaplan. Uh, yeah. Karen Tierney. Just random people who nobody's captaining, and you kind of have to admire it in a way, but. It's a yeah. real way of spiraling down I don't the ranks if it doesn't work. They're not really things that it cost me though. The biggest thing I fucked up this season is like besides the second wild card, which is a disaster. But sorry, uh, missing captains, like just not like captaining Sterling every week and him like not doing anything for the first half. Did of the he season. captain the first two hat tricks? I no. I, it was a first hat trick the first game week. You're way better off captaining Sterling away from home. The stats away from home are. Was his first hat trick game week one? I remember I, I triple captain game, game week, week one, one was Hattrick, yeah. first hat-trick Yeah, I triple captain Salah game week one and it worked out okay. I think it was a goal assist but I certainly got a hat-trick. I didn't mm. have start, so like, it would have been better off. Well, that's the thing. But the amount of time you captain people and like you guided all right so you're like, oh, it's okay and then when you look back at it, it's not because you lost fucking 10 or 15 points by not captain the right guy. Yeah. Just because the other guy did okay yeah. it doesn't mean you're not I don't think points. it's realistic to captain the best guy every week. No. I think not. you just need to like not have your captain blank. So like if your captain got an assist and Sterling got a hat trick, yeah, I'd still be quite happy that my captain didn't blank because over the season if you're kind of hitting mm. more often than missing, well, how many you're gonna do you, well? How many should you hit? Like I missed thirteen captains. Like I captained Sterling I one think point. You've got a quite times. Times. So you've twenty five successes. Yeah, that's a good hit rate. I've and over twenty is fine. I've nineteen hits and misses, so half and half. half. I got that ones like I had Fernandez and Sterling at ones when they were both absolutely smashing it. Every yeah, that week. one week in the middle. Like. That's a nine, like. But Kirk, what would kill me if I was you was after game week ten you were two hundred seventy fifth in the world, and then after game week sixteen you were like forty three thousand. Yeah, that's only a couple of points in difference, though, isn't it? Swings like, and it's it's all so just swinging roundabouts. So. No, but it's yeah. all man made. I see that game week sixteen. Yeah, I finished five like million nine hundred ninety nine thousand. That's my worst. That was my worst game week in the whole. But I don't think it's kind of like a bit of bad luck or variance. I think you kind of bring it on yourself. Like <laughs> if we into go into game week sixteen, this, I bet you, you captain Harry Wilson. No, I didn't. Who'd you captain? Far- oh, your captain actually nailed it. Fardy, 26 points. Is that target with minus one? But the rest of your team is terrible. Oh, I love target. Maddie, Maddie, Maddie. So, Gerx, we'll summarise that anyway. It was a successful season. Successful season. Happy with their final result, even though it probably could have done a bit better. Could have been better. Since you started doing Renegades, you've had two good finishes. Your yeah. two best finishes. Yeah. Since me and Willie started doing Renegades, yeah, we've turned to dust. <laughs> so, only one man worse has benefited. Worse than dust. Us. What's worse than dust? I don't know. Fucking... Some kind of cheap drug that makes you mental. <laughs> Not really up on my drugs. Will you stop looking at the clock? <laughs> Sniffing fucking. It's only nine o'clock. Bob said we can be here. Till, I can be here till nine fifteen. Nine fifteen. Jesus, you're up late today. Um, I'll jump into my season. Uh, I won't spend too long, even though I always spend way longer than I say I'm going to spend. 
But a uh, bit of a disaster. Worst season by a long way. Where did you finish? Uh, 303,000. Ah, that's not bad. Well done, Drew. It's a bit shit. But like from right. where I was at the start of the season and the start of the pod, and both of you were laughing at me, and I was like, I'm 2.3 million, I'm 2.8 <laughs> million. Um, that was a disaster. Get down to, but what was it again? You had your man from Brighton. Was oh, it Mope. Yeah. No, 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 the no, guy in Acadia. He was in Acadia or something. Big yeah. bally start. I'm doing it. You, Jurgen Lacadia was in my game week one team and I wrote a big thread on him and it all made sense and yeah. he didn't even play a game he got shipped off to Germany <laughs> and then was it Hoffenheim and then Hoffenheim. they shipped him off to FC Cincinnati <laughs> in America he did alright somewhere though didn't he <clears throat> and I actually retweeted my Lacadia thread like this week just saying you have to laugh and a follower kind of commented on it saying did you see him yesterday he scored a penalty he missed a penalty and he missed from three yards and I read over the thread, and that's exactly what he said. It was like, he's either going to be spectacular or a spectacular Just failure. Just the wrong league. So that didn't work out too well. But uh, since lockdown, it went kind of well. Um, I was on a bit of a run before COVID. I think I'd gone from like 2.1 million to 700k. Had three of my chips. And really think that I was going to nail my chips. And then COVID and lockdown kind of put us into this little bubble. Where we got the game and week thirty plus, game week thirty one plus, unlimited transfers, and you only had those eight weeks to use all of your chips, and they were the same weeks that you would have had, but there was just no Actually, double game weeks. There was no did, blanks. Did either of you make transfers during COVID? For two or three weeks. I at the first really. two, the first I, two or three weeks, then it fucked off. I did one or two as well. Yeah, but we're probably just a start as well, was it? But yeah, like sure. Willie said, usually I nail my chips. Like I'll use them in the best weeks. And uh, the fact that there was no double game weeks or blank game weeks, yeah. you kind of were shoehorned into using them. Yeah, and I, they weren't bad, but I think I it was made balls away. Yeah. I think it was a lot better for the casual player who doesn't take that into account. Yeah. and then another thing that kind of like probably held me back <laughs> was uh, you would have got them otherwise. Yeah, a lot of the actual original kind of zombie ghost ship players did well near the end of the season. Like Aubameyang came into play. Um, who else? Mount on the last day did stuff. Yeah. Robertson kind of got a Robertson few created the most chances over the last clean sheets. Eight games. Was it a, the highest finish on the team? Was like twenty nine thousand. Yeah. So usually, where you could kind of overtake these kind of guys, these players overtook you. Did quite well, and it was just hard to get anywhere. I kind of felt like near the end of the season, I was going nowhere. I was like in the top three hundred thousands for the last like eight weeks, but uh. Yeah, my big mistakes were captaincies. I think I was saying I had 19 out of 38 captaincy blanks, which is not good Bad enough. luck or bad Way higher than me. No, I think it was bad luck because if I go back over my picks, I'd still stand by them. Like I was yeah. captaining people like Sterling at home to someone terrible. I captained Aguero at home to Watford and he got a goal. Oh, you know what your biggest points. mistake was? It was 8 nil, like Kevin De Bruyne. De Bruyne. <laughs> yeah. yeah. My biggest mistake was I didn't bring him in till game week 30 plus. <laughs> it was just to do with the structure. Pretty big of, fucking mistake. Mine was the same. Structure of my team. He just never fitted in. I was always kind of banking on Sterling and just acted way too slow. And the worst bit is I brought him in. He did okay. He had a bit of a barren spell during those weeks. And then the last week I captained him. So. Yeah. Do you know who I think was he the most overachieving player in the league all season? I, I brought him in three or four times, but I did worse than maybe. Not only did I bring him in, you took him out. I took him out, and like every time I took him out, you like, took him out and took a massive hit on him one time. I kept I took a hit to bring Mares in instead of him, so yeah. I did, like that was a bit silly. It was a bit silly, but like I don't know. You destroyed your bank that week. I remember going mad about it. I was like, "What are you doing?" It's like because he was his value was going up and up and up and up, and then you 
took him out. I still think he overachieved, not for his price, but I don't know if he's like fucking the same price as Salah or Mane or something this season. I'd have Salah or Mane every day. Yeah. Talking about Kevin De Bruyne though, one of my most, uh, not memorable things, but the thing that kind of sticks in my head is like game week one pod, Kirk's kind of gone on about how essential KDB would be. Yeah, he did say that. And uh, it's not like, I think I said this on a few pods, it's not like you discovered him and said, this guy's a good player, but you're <laughs> yeah. kind of like, nine and a half million, holy fuck, like he's going to be in my team for the whole season. And uh, you set your team up and you had the nine and a half player. I know, but like, Joe, I don't think, a lot of people didn't have him in their game week one teams. They didn't get yeah. him in for a few weeks. Yeah. And you were properly, I was like all over Sterling. Yeah. My other thing was I did say David Brooks was my other one I was going on about, and then I brought him back in at the end of the at the end of the season. Took Brooks out was for the whole season. Fairness. I know, <laughs> disaster. In fairness, like if he fucking when he gets a move now in the summer. But lads, when you think about it, right, the three of us as a I suppose a team, I think it's, I'd love to go back to the competitive days where we don't tell each other anything. It's just like we're playing for money. Don't tell the lads about the deadlines and be like, Aah. yeah. <laughs> Start getting them shots of Jaeger and Graces. Be like, Aah. it might be great for a podcast because you're meant to share stuff, but I think it would be better for our own individual teams. But when you break it down, like Kirk's top 17k, Willie 400k, which is his worst, 300k, which is my worst. Okay. But if that's as bad as we can be, it's not terrible. Well, we're probably superstars. So no, I don't think. I don't think we can be that bad next season. Yeah, I don't want to be arrogant, but we're probably like a really elite FPL players. Are we going to talk about next season separately because I think that's a... Yeah, we will. But like, I don't think you judge greatness on how things are going when you're doing well, Kirks. You judge it on how you come back from setbacks. Yeah. So this is probably... My, my setback has happened to do with you two all season. This is my first real proper FPL setback. You were 2.3 million. That's what I didn't finish at it. But that was some achievement. Kirks, don't... Make me say it again, but like I have four top four K uh, finishes. How many have you got? I have eight top fifty K yeah. finishes. Do you know what I mean? And like I'm actually looking forward to next season because like coming three hundred K in the world is like I'm gonna come. You were you were saying you'd be shocked if you didn't win FBL next season. Yeah, I remember that. I'd be disappointed. I won't be shocked. <laughs> I'm gonna cover one of those bullshit stats for myself. Like I think I got like every Christmas I'm in the top one thousand. Yeah. For the last three seasons. Yeah. That's incredible. Well, as before I don't know if it's true though but it is incredible but I think you for the last three seasons you have been in the top 2k I'm going anyway. to check I'm going to yeah. put it on my uh, the top of the fucking twitter thing like he has his top yeah. 55,000 finishes no I think you can only rank it on end of season finishes <laughs> no, no. I don't think you can do it for partial parts <laughs> of the season bullshit stats but as we'll wrap it up with like <laughs> before he gets sick wrap no. it up there Ray no I just want to say <laughs> something roll like, a Roshin roll it there Roshin Muhammad Ali isn't known for being great because he just won every fight you know he won a load of fights. He won the title. And he got up off the fucking mat, Drew. But then he lost. He lost to Joe Frazier. Lost his title. He uh, was banned from boxing because he stood up for what he believed How in. Did but and did he uh, get off the fucking mat, Drew? Exactly. But he came back. And then he got bet. And he came back again. And he got bet yeah. again. And he kept coming back. And he might have won the World Heavyweight Championship of the World three or four times. But, like, it's the adversity that shows that you learn a lot more from your failures so than what you've achieved in life. Are we doing a podcast on uh, Tyson versus Jones, whatever the hell his name is? So, all I'm saying is, like, <laughs> coming 300k isn't a bad thing as long as I come top. All right, okay. So, that 10 means next, next season you have to come top 10. If I come 300k next season, I promise you I'll retire from that. <laughs> yeah. I'll quit. Not only is this our end of season review, I don't think we've reviewed anything to do with the season, really. No. 
No. Um, Is there any sort of review questions? We're going to hopefully review them through questions, yeah. Okay, That's what I was going to say, rather than us going, let's go through Arsenal. <laughs> How did they do this year? No, I won't be able to tell you. I can't uh, Moving on to Blackburn. Did I write today? Blackburn. Yeah, I have the same table in my head, like just ABC. Two guy Karamagalu. Since so, 1994. Exactly, I haven't moved on. So I put a post up on Twitter S-A-S. just saying we were doing our end of season review and then I also said that this is Willie's retirement podcast. So I said <laughs> call him Rain Man. The Rain Man of the podcast, Willie is retiring. So any questions for him, this is your last chance. Even if you just want to say he's rubbish, this is your last chance. So we got a lot of Willie related questions. A lot of Willie related love, which I just don't understand. Would you love that? <laughs> with Bret Hart. Yeah. Did we say that? Tell that story. We did, yeah. <laughs> but we're going to read them out. We'll answer them together. Did you tell them the real story with the yeah. whole bottom in the shop? Oh, oh, and we'll, re- we'll review the season in that way. So we'll start with the FPL Hangover podcast. Um, yeah. A rival podcast of ours. And I think we said at the start of the season. It's kind of like a better version of us. If we could put them out of business, we would. How did, a do, you know, do you know how all these guys did? Where they finished? I could look it up, but I don't really care. No, I didn't check, but... Just... Um, Who cares where the thing is? They're a really good podcast. So we have the FPL Hangover podcast, and he said, it's Jer who runs this again. It's probably best for Willie's health in the long run, especially now that Villa have stayed up, but I'll miss listening to him break down both emotionally and spiritually. What are the chances of resurrecting him as a hologram, a la Tupac or Michael Jackson? No. So he's kind of um, nailed you there, saying you're kind of mentally unstable. I thought he was being really, really complimentary, and I was like, I'm not being arrogant, but it seems like the right thing to do. I was like thinking at my my hologram, a picture of no. the million dollar man with my head and a recording of Ted DiBiase going, saying, everybody's got a price <laughs> every week on the pod. I think that'd be the way to go forward. Well, what's your price? That's all I have to say. That what? doesn't even make any sense. What's your price? Everyone's got a price. <laughs> what's your price? What are you going? 10 mangoes. <laughs> so basically, Jer is saying, you're mentally unstable. You need to get out of the FPL game yeah, because ment- it just creates lunatics. Mentally fragile. And that's why you're leaving. You're not cool enough for a Do you remember the time I tried to do the little dancey thing with Jerry and he's like, I'm really cool, I'm not doing that. And I was like, interesting accent you did from there. Yeah, but Jerry's like in Hell's Angels and stuff, you know, he's a proper limerick. Ah, he's a top operator. But he's a proper like biker, like he has a Harley, he wears a bandana. He, like he would not like people in pink t-shirts oh, kissing him on this the lips. Is what, he looks like, like how people thought I looked. Yeah, he knifes yeah. people. <laughs> and then he, Willie rocks up in his tank top, all like fake tanned, and started dancing with him. Just wasn't a good and dance. I even did try to do the spinny thing. The, the, the fairies. And I was like, let's do like little kiss cheeks on each other's cheeks. He wasn't having it at all. No, I, I don't think he was. No. No. He's so, a nice guy though. We'll move... Jerry's class it is yeah. class act them guys were mad we'll they? move on to the next question we really should be more was that a question or more of a like no a, it was just more of a a goodbye so to can we not do the, the Ted DiBiase million dollar man with all the fucking notes well you're leaving face. there's not going to be a hologram and then be like everybody's we, got a price we don't have the money for a hologram 10 bongos <laughs> well you're gone and like before we move on <laughs> there's a lot of like I said Willie Love in here people are kind of saying oh we're going to miss him I can't believe he's going but like we have to point out, Willie's leaving. It's not like he's getting kicked out. He's leaving me and Kirk's a fledgling podcast in the lurch because he thinks he's. Why better. is Willie quitting the pod? He's better than the podcast, so like we shouldn't feel sorry for him. We should feel we sorry should. for me. And Can Kirk's. we answer this question? Why is Willie leaving the podcast? Go for it. Why is Willie? It's going to be so oh, boring. This is going to be like a, an A four page of misery. <laughs> no, it's only four. Uh, so my number one point. 
Uh, most weeks Villa were getting smashed last thing <laughs> I wanted was to think about football I was finding it uh, <gasps> too hard to, sab- to have oh uh, god I hate I know it was just absolutely devastated I, I have like this unrational love for Villa that I can't explain and um, it was just really really sad and when Villa got absolutely smashed with, by Leicester before the co- we got Covid I was actually happy that football had stopped um, what else happened oh yeah yeah <laughs> In the, since COVID has come in, I've spent a maximum of five to ten minutes on FBL a week. Uh, pretty much reading one to two articles a week on a Friday night, watching match today maybe once a week. And um, yeah, it was fucking deadly. But like, I would feel like a bit of a fraud if I was on the podcast. Just like, I'm like, just plagiarizing loads of other people now and just doing whatever they say or just fucking copying shit. So I don't think I should be on the podcast anymore. And um. To be honest, I can't ever see myself getting a, a, a fucking decent rank when Villa are in the Premier League. If you look at all my ranks when Villa have been in the Premier League, I've like been captain that's Jack probably, Grealish that's every week true, and just fucking have an absolute disaster. I was like looking at the two or three seasons they did shit before they got relegated. I did absolutely terrible. I actually did all right the last season that they were in the Premier League, but they got 16 points. And even I'd realised that they were the most handicapped team in history. And um, <laughs> finally, I just want to say the most important thing. I actually, after thirty six years of fucking life on this planet, <laughs> had I, enough of I've got myself a full time job, and I work every Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday evening. So I couldn't even do it, even if I wanted to. You left the pod before you got a full time job. I'd a full, like and hold on, a full time job was thirty seven and a half hours. <laughs> <laughs> it's two thirty two. I'm glad you're leaving that. Like, that was like the most. What? Oh, like that was the most it. pathetic. It's basically Villa. Motherfuckers! And like Villa have managed to stay up now. Oh my god, this must be like even though it's the worst year for FBL, it's probably the greatest year of my life as a human being. Well, we have like, listeners so, like, actually maybe think about them we'll before you talk. Yeah, sorry, sorry. Yeah, thank you. Sorry. So we'll move on to the next. <laughs> it was question. devastating. It was heartbroken. Comes in from FPL rubber ducky. Is FPL becoming more unpredictable, and hence one of the reasons why a decent official rank is harder? No. Um, I don't think it is either because it's the same game. Like you pick fifteen players. You still have your captaincy. You have all your chips. It's not a more difficult game, but no. like I say it all the time, and people laugh. It is a high variance game. Yeah. So you can kind of make good decisions one season and be like penalized by bad luck, and you can make good seasons the next season and be rewarded and have a good rank. And then people can be terrible at the game and just get really lucky and still get a good rank. But I think the more good decisions you make, the better position you put yourself in to get a good rank and that's all yeah. you can do yeah I always think there's more people playing every year like 7 million live yeah. events whatever this year but there's also more information right there's more pods there's more websites there's more data right and everybody has access to all of that data everybody's copying yeah. everything right yeah. so when something comes out and you're meant to copy it and you're Sterling's captain this week fucking half a million people do it like yeah. so yeah. it's a big 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 difference in the amount of information I, I, I kind of agree people I, d- I don't really think it's more predict- unpredictable as much as I wish it was but I do think this season was a bit mad but there were lots of mitigating circumstances circumstances COVID uh, you were COVID I was COVID but fucking COVID uh, but a lot of people were I doing bad before there was yeah. even any sign of yeah, COVID or lockdown it's I do, not an excuse that's what I'm saying yeah as in, in relation to me like I definitely think you have to be quicker to react these days I always felt like I was like one step behind when in previous seasons like well, you so have many. the reactions of a slug. <laughs> <laughs> no, but there were so many shit people. A dead slug. I'd always react to something when I'd seen the numbers and the data were there to prove that the reaction we was just, right. We had this conversation. And I'd move season. one or two weeks later. 
But I found this year and maybe last year, I just found reason that you have to react straight away. You have to gamble. You don't get away with it. You have to take a chance. And like, as a, I was a professional gambler, but I do not gamble. I'm like the most risk averse person you're ever really like to meet. And like, I was just too slow. But you're right. That's, that's, the curve. that's the main thing though. Like, so say there's yeah. a million people. You, you were willing to gamble. Yeah, there's a million people. Half of them take the gamble. Half of them don't. Mm. Right? Half of them are already ahead of you. Yeah, well, I used to get away with waiting to see what was the right move to make, and then the numbers told me do this, and I did it, and I was still finished. But someone else is yeah, taking yeah. that chance. Yeah, that would have moved would, ahead of you. That would stop me from getting a top K finish. Now I feel like that could have stopped me from getting a top 100K finish. Yeah. I think the popularity of it, it makes a big difference. Like people Definitely. who think they were really good like five years ago, and like, yeah. oh, I have a right to be the top 10K or whatever. It's like, you don't. Why like, are you looking at me? There's 7 million people in this now. <laughs> Like, people new to the game can join in and look up loads of shit the tan. and bypass you. Who gives a shit about FBN? Look at the tan and drill. That's not tan. That's like, he's got some sort of like skin condition. That's can we stick to... I think he's lovely tan. Six of podcasts. You're just really, really <laughs> pale, and You're just like, like, actually, oh my God. My one thing in lockdown was like, I want to be nice to people ever. I was like, don't, like, because you can't be too mean to me on the pod because I won't say anything mean back. And then I <laughs> So I apologise, Kurt. Anyway, so we'll wrap up that question to <laughs> Rubber Ducky and just say... Uh, I don't think it's more unpredictable and harder to get a decent OR, but I think it is a mix of harder. making bad decisions and bad luck will make you have a It's a harder game, but there's more people. Like, something you can do about it. Is there not a, a way of thinking that it may be slightly easier? There's more people, but there's probably more casual people. Yeah, but it's more random, right? So say if there's 7 million people and they all have a different team. Of the, When more people there are, the more chances there are that one random team will beat you. Like, there's just yeah. more things out there more combinations but I still think if you do things right there's more chance you do oh, well yeah, all, all you can do is make the right decision like bad luck can get in the way but if you keep making the right decision it'll pay off I think over a long run but yeah I fucked up right, I'll move on to the next America. question from Owen Burke he has two questions Why Owen Burke retiring this is going to be an on off saga he can't retire <laughs> so really this isn't like friends like will they or won't they are you actually retiring yeah I'm going to do three pods here I'm actually retiring Okay, he's going to be a guest three times a year, Christmas, and two other times if we let him on. Knowing him will be Easter and fucking some other Jesus celebration. Yeah, and then Owen also says, any new Premier League managers promoted teams to look out for next season, uh, i.e. team style equates to attacking or defensive points? Can I just say, I think it's way too early to talk about that. Don't click your fingers. It's way too early. Like <laughs> when you say when you're talking about managers, like obviously Bielsa is a class manager. Yeah, class manager. But actually, when you talk about Leeds, like I was like going through all the players earlier, and I was like, Calvin Phillips, fucking amazing. But like he's not, not an FPL player. player. Yeah, I don't really know what else. I, Patrick Bamford, shit. The golden rule is not to have anybody in your team the first game week who you don't know for certain is going to start, going to play, going to suit the league, whatever. Blah blah blah. What about John Lundstrom? None of them. No, I've one player, Saeed Ben Rama, absolute fucking legend, the best player to ever play in Championship. You say that every year though. Last oh, year it was Grealish. The year before it was like Marcus Stewart. The year before that. Marcus Stewart. <laughs> he was a legend. That was a great pick. Oh my God, we're friends way too long. But um, look, Saeed Benrahma. If Brentford get promoted, Saeed Benrahma is the first name on my fucking team sheet. What yeah. a fucking legend. If Brentford don't get promoted, Saeed Benrahma is the first lead player <laughs> on my team. And if Brentford don't get promoted and Leeds don't buy him, Saeed Benrahma is the first name in my villa. If, if Brentford don't go up, he's going to move to Leeds Brazilian Villa. guy for West Brom? Uh, Pereira. Matthias yeah. Pereira. Class? He's absolutely amazing. Lad. You ran he's for... No, lads. Fernandez for Leeds as well. Fernandez, what's his name? Uh, what are you on about? Pablo Fernandez. Yeah. Oh, he's not. He's about 34 though. Saeed Benrahma is the best player in championship by mile. And... Uh, 
Mateus Pereira, the Brazilian. Do you not think Brentford what about Ollie Watkins? Norwich? Ollie Watkins, that lad is so good in the air. That lad is such a good finisher. I would love it if Villa get him. Absolutely love it. It's all about Villa. I know. Right, we're going to move on. But Owen, before we move on from that, I'd just like to say, myself and Kirks will be doing a, a couple of comp- comprehensive uh, pre-season pods where we look into all this. Yeah. Willie's just all about... Willie will show up. Yeah, he's probably not going to leave, to be honest. <laughs> We'll Fucking I'm leaving. The next question comes on from RPJ. Oh, Kira's leaving. He sounds like a wrestler. We say that every time he asks a question. Isn't that like not a wrestling finishing move? The RPJ. Um, is that you grab the... someone by the neck and slam them into a wall. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't watched wrestling in a while. So, Willie, this is directed as you, like all the other questions are. How was the heart rate during the last five minutes against West Ham? Mine was off the charts. Looking forward to next season's FPL already. Keep up the good work. Is he a Villa oh, fan or is he... Well, why do you have a page explaining your feelings during the match? <laughs> Surely you know that. Like, it was fairly nerve-wracking. No, it was absolutely fucking devastating. My page so of words states no. that I was uncontrollably nervous. No. My I, eyesight no. also means a lot to me. <laughs> no, man, I can't even fucking describe it. My heart was jumping out of my chest. I was still celebrating Super Jack strike when the deflected Yarmolenko shot went in. Oh, I love that. I really thought that was that. It would have been typical of Villa. When the whistle blew in the Watford Arsenal game. It's like a fucking English essay in like secondary <laughs> school. No, it was one of the, genuinely one of the best moments of my life. It was up there with the bar of my two kids. <laughs> Uncle Dare destroying Dublin in the 2000 Lencer final replay. Johnny Doyle and Dermot Air early. They were real top early. <laughs> and William McCreary. Yeah. Don't forget William McCreary. Can I just point and out? And Martin Lynch. Don't forget Martin Lynch. We <laughs> fucking did it. Willie. What was the score in that week? What's fucking 2-11 oh. to fucking 8 points or something? <laughs> Look, on the Lilies! Twitter, now you know why he's getting kicked oh, out. 0-2, oh, 0-2-B, oh, 0-2-B, oh, yeah, Lily. But Willie, can I just say, RPJ is an actual real-life Villa Brummy fan, not like you, not a plastic Villa fan who started supporting them when they bet United in the League Cup final that time. In 994, so when I was like 6 years old. We'll leave that there. The next question, and before I read it out, I suppose, full disclosure, Willie has been dragged home. <laughs> He's gone. From um, his retirement pod, halfway through it. It's not even half nine. This is why we're firing him, isn't it? Well, we, we're not firing him because it looks bad from PR side. Yeah, but this is why he, he walked. Garden he walked. And the way he left is probably the funniest way he <laughs> could ever leave. I can't even... Th- can we tell people that? No, we can't. No, I don't think so. <laughs> If people want to know, they can DM us. But uh, we'll move on to the next question. And it comes in from Tom Moriarty. And uh, you might, this might interest you, Kirks, as a big pool head. What are your views on the scandalous awarding of Player of the Year to Jordan Henderson? Not even the best Henderson in the league. Who is the real Player of the Year in your valued opinions? KDB is probably Player of the Year for me. But I understand why Henderson. I think it's a little bit of a... It's a bit, it's a bit scabby saying he doesn't deserve it. I think he does deserve it, but like he's just not as good as KDB. Um, I don't know. I remember that he got injured for a couple of games. And everyone went to shit. Like he missed they, the Watford game and they got beat three 0 No, they were fucking terrible. They're all over the shop. Like they, he just brings so much to that team, other than like just like FPL points and class. Like you know, he's not a Messi, he's not a Ronaldo, he's not a KDB, but like he drives that whole team forward. Oh, he completely like, does. So like. I think it's just a bit maybe blind to say 
he's not the and best And Tom player. might be blind because I think he's about 70 years old. <laughs> so like, he might have failing yeah, he's eyesight. He's so, so important that team. And like, he's the captain and like, they won the league. So I wouldn't argue against it, but KDB would be my pick. Yeah. Kirk, you know me, I don't really like Liverpool. Hmm. I don't really like Jordan Henderson. Like, he's an easy target for me. But uh, I, I can't think of anyone that deserved it more. Like, like you said, from a, a pure ability point of view, KDB is streets ahead of him, but uh, just on performance and dragging your team to the level that you need to be at to win the league, like KDB was great, but like there were twenty points off Liverpool, yeah, and as good as he was, like you take Henderson out of that team, and like you said, they got beat by Watford three 0 There was like a run of three games he missed with injury, and uh, they played West Ham. I think they won three two. Yeah. They played Bournemouth, they might have won two one, and they played they played three average teams. They conceded goals and they kind of hung on. Yeah, no, they weren't for right. dear life. No, it wasn't right like the usual Liverpool stand on your neck and you know score three or four goals. I, I think he he directs the team a lot as well, like where people yeah. meant to be and what they're meant to do, and a bit of heart and a bit of drive. He's a far better footballer than that though as well. Like he is, people kind of. But he's controlled, like I think he, yeah. he's given a, a job to do. I think he does the job. He doesn't go fucking around trying to do something else. Yeah, and I can I understand know. some people saying. KDB should have got it fine. I wouldn't argue with that. Some other people saying there's other Liverpool players that were more deserving. I don't think they were more deserving, but I think there are other Liverpool players that were in the argument. Technically better. Like Manny had a great season. Yeah. Uh, Trent had a great season. But like, I don't know if you can give it to someone like Trent for the whole season. Like he's such a bad defender. <laughs> like, can you give it to him for like assists? Like, I suppose you could. Like he is a, I think Henderson is so important to their system and so is Trent. So like vis-a-vis you could give it to Trent in that kind of way I think mm. I think if you take either out of the Liverpool team they're going to be missing a lot yeah like Trent isn't just a right back like you put wan in there and like it's not the same Liverpool yeah, it's not going to work you know it's not going to work I don't anyway, have any problems with him anyway I think Tom's question is a bit of a troll question. bit of an anti-pool question yeah he's a big Leeds head Leeds all the Leeds fans are coming out of woodwork now yeah left right and centre next question question Statement comes in from FPL Drunk Seamus. If you notice, I'm stopped saying a great friend of the show. No, I didn't. We don't have any friends anymore because we don't pod anymore. <laughs> but uh, he said, just want to say good luck to Willie in the future. Whatever. Whatever he's going to do. Yeah, and quickly, his ha- nearly full-time how job. he thinks Villa will do next season. So if you don't mind, I'm going to answer for Willie and then you're going to answer for you. Okay. So I'm Willie. He thinks they're going to come in the top 10 because he's deluded. He doesn't have a clue about football. He said football. 12 today, didn't he? Yeah, but like last season he said they're going to be the new Wolves. You can't ask a Villa fan for a balanced opinion on Villa. Any Villa fan. They're just all really weird. <laughs> yeah, they're a very strange bunch. Very enthusiastic and over-optimistic. Yeah. The most balanced, impartial kind of football fans who you talk to and they've like great tactical knowledge. They know football inside out. They just turn into absolute spastics <laughs> when it comes to Aston Villa. Like, all of them. Yeah, I think so Villa many. are going to struggle next remember season. Remember at the start of the season we were saying Villa knew Fulham and there was like articles left, right and centre. Like, I remember saying to Willie and he, he sent me all these links and I was like, you're sending me links of Villa fans writing articles about how Villa aren't the new Fulham. It's like, do you not see what's going Like, they're all just like blinkered into like yeah. this idea. Like, they're shite. I was happy they stayed up. I think it's good, good for the league. They have a couple of good players and they need to buy off a hell of a lot more players to stay up. But they have money, as Willie keeps telling us. They can't spend it because of financial fair play, though. Yeah. He also keeps telling us. <laughs> which is why they bought Samada. 
But uh, you re- Seamus, you really can't ask Willie how he thinks Villa are going to be because he'll kind of... He knows mag- himself. He, said yeah, he has admitted it. He'll magnify it by about 10 times. They are getting relegated, though. They'll, I think they're in the, the equation. Like, relegation well, equation. on their current squad, assuming Grealish is on the, on, on the way out, they're getting relegated. Like, they're, they're, they're such middle-of-the-road average players. Like, Engels and Hausa and Kansa. Like, <laughs> they're all the same. I thought they were all the same guy for a while. <laughs> Who are these lads? Like, McGinn's a good player. <clears throat> McGinn's a good player. Grealish is gone. Mings is a good player, but needs another centre-half beside him. They're unlucky with the, the goalkeeper injury and maybe lucky that they got Rainey in then after. But, like, they don't have good players. No, there's some okay players. Like, I think Horahan... Trezeguet. See, Horan's a weird okay player. player. He's one of those Hendrix-type players like who, like he's Irish, so we're kind of like, oh, he's great. He's not brilliant. He's a good free-kick corner taker. He's good on the ball, yeah. Um, like He's not bad, but he's not good. Like, yeah. Trezeguet kind of stood up and was counted near the end of the season. Yeah, he scored he like two or three goals and he's fast. And, but the but like you said, the striker scored one goal all season. We're really like clutching that straws when we're saying Horahan and <laughs> Trezeguet. Yeah, I mean, they're good players, but they're players that you'd want to have with other other players around them like Snodgrass would be a great signing. Tammy would be a great signing. If they're able yeah. to convince these guys to come back. So, well, they're not a great FPL team, and they're also not a great football team. <laughs> yeah. Stay away. The next question just makes it's kind of like a mix of it makes my blood boil and it makes me laugh. But uh, it comes in from Alan Duggan, who just seems to have had a thing for Willie for the whole season. So he says, this is akin to KDB or Salah leaving <laughs> Chelsea. Where do you expect Willie to rock up to next and remind you weekly what you're missing out on? I think he'll end up with his own podcast. Uh, and it'll be like a Villa WWF podcast. <laughs> <laughs> where he compares Ted DiBiase to Jack Grealish for four hours once a week. And like says, everybody has a price. Everybody about has a price. About ten times a week. Jack Grealish's price is a hundred million and he's going to City. Yeah, Alan, you won't be listening to that podcast. <laughs> You're gonna soon realize that uh, Willie's a special kind of uh, it's a one-off fish, but uh, a special fish. <laughs> I don't think we're gonna. This it might sound arrogant or a bit kind of silly, but I don't think we're gonna miss him that much. Like we're gonna, he's a punching bag on our podcast. But like, it's so important. We laugh at him. It's so important to have a punching bag. Like yeah, like he gives us so much ammunition. From an FPL point of view, you're not really going to miss out on much because, like, like he says he's KDB or Salah. I'd kind of compare him to Mark Noble. <laughs> so he's been around forever. Like, he's just been on the podcast. He, do, he does do a job and he takes penalties. Yeah. And, like, <laughs> when I'm taking the penalties, like, we give him the penalties. So it's like every week he'd have his list of stats and he'd be like, Trent Alexander-Arnold crossed the ball a million times, created eight chances. <laughs> He is a good FPL asset. <laughs> and then Trent would get two assists. And then doesn't help us that most of our followers are idiots. And they'd be like, oh, Willie said Trent's good and he got two assists. But like, you we gave him. him that. You already had him. And like, you and me are like not going to be reading that off the page because it's kind of obvious. So, But he couldn't tell you how he felt reading it off the page. Yeah. But you do need the, you do need him for, uh, I think you need him for the podcast. Convince him to come back and be a punching bag. Yeah, that's that's his main benefit. Punching bag. Yep. <laughs> there you go, Alan. Now, Alan has a more serious FPL question. If you took five premium defenders, built a reasonable team around them, say Rashford, Salah, Sterling, Chris Wood, plus two more, you'd have finished in the top 10K. 
I think the question's kind of misnomered. Even though spoke about big at the back this year at all, I don't know if he's saying people did or nobody did. That's without any allowance for Sheffield or transfers. Discuss it as a strategy. So I think a strategy is pick five premium defenders but and then are those five premium defenders though? It's probably two City, two Liverpool, uh, two Burnley, whatever the hell it is. Their goalkeeper and defender. I think it's a bit of a waste though. But because there's so much very, value in cheap defenders. Very reliant on a couple of teams yeah. to perform as you'd expect. Like, I don't, I don't know if you could say Liverpool are going to keep clean sheets next season. Like they kept clean sheets at the first two thirds of this season, and then they just started leaking shit all over the place after the COVID thing. Um, City, you think would get better? Like they should. More. They should, but they might. Report to be back. I think you're just putting a lot of eggs in, in maybe two or three baskets there. I think you're putting a lot of money in as well because like you said the premium defenders come from premium teams that are a bit more expensive whereas your defence there's usually a lot of value in defence yeah. like you can get four and a half million defenders and rotate them and they're going to play yeah. well like like he even mentions Sheffield United himself so you could have got like your four million Lundstrom you could have got a couple of four and a half millions if you like, knew at the start of the season that's hindsight that's fucking brilliant if you had Henderson Lundstrom but that's what I mean if you pick five premiums you're not going to look for those two oh, yeah, guys you don't get them yeah. and then you're also missing out further up the field and then when you're saying you're picking from like City, Liverpool, just say you did, you're kind of using up a spot. Like you're going to miss out on. Yeah, you're not bringing in an attacker then. At a time, like you're going to want, like people wanted three Man United attackers. People wanted three City attackers at the end of the season. And you're kind of putting yourself into a box in, there. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm not big into, I, I wouldn't mind picking three premium defenders and having two cheapest chips I, defenders. I think your problem is That's you have no, you no way out of it. So say you have your two pool guys, your two City guys, your two... Who is it? Burnley and Leicester, maybe. But are they even premium? Is that what he means? Like, well, I'm I mean, thinking he means Pope, Pope premium by price. But you can't get out of it. Is the problem? So say yeah. you have Van Dyke and Trent, and they start conceding goals left, right, and center. You can't get out of it. Who do you swap to? You don't swap to another premium. There is no other premium team who are keeping clean sheets week in week out. So you're going to have to then do a whole fucking strategy swap of take out your premium defenders and go for midfield and strikers I yeah. think you're just locked into an absolute so you need to save up transfers or take minus fours or corner um, and I don't know if he meant nobody was talking about big at the back but big at the back was the big thing at the start of last this season. season last season it was a big thing and, and this start, season start this season then it didn't really work out this season but it was like such a you know some people started off with three Liverpool defenders yeah. that made sense like on last season stats but that yeah. didn't work out this season the, the three Liverpool things I was always thinking if I don't have Mane or Salah I'm kind of depriving myself of a good captaincy option because yeah. even though you probably could have captained Van Dijk, Robertson or Trent during yeah. the season people don't they don't no, really I, I don't think their points are reliable enough that you'd be captaining them every week as well relying on a clean sheet for your captain yeah like you lose a clean sheet in a second you can always gain a, a good captain goal with it in the last minute true um, I, I don't like it <laughs> neither do I and I think Alan's love for Willie is just uh, not right. <laughs> anyway, uh, next question comes in from Sheehan FPL. Sad to see the fulcrum go. Wish him all the best. Don't he knows what a fulcrum is? Well, punching bag. I think is what he means. Yeah, like fulcrum's like not this. Is that not like the center of things that makes things go around? Like Willie's like a bit of a liability. Like he kind of <laughs> coax him into everything. Well, he can't. He can't use any of the equipment. He can't edit. <laughs> He can't edit. He can't use Twitter to kind of advertise questions to kind of post the, the podcast. Like today was a bit of a special occasion. We got a takeaway and a few beers. He can't ring the takeaway. <laughs> like he's definitely not a fulcrum. <laughs> fulcrum is not the word to describe. No. And the second part of his question is, 
Anyway, my only question is, do you think today's top 10K is like yesterday's top 1K? Because all of the sound advice available out there for all, from pods such as yourselves and Twitter, etc. Yes. But I, I think he has that backwards. No, that's what I was saying earlier on. There's more people playing and there's more information out there. So it's easier for everybody to do. Yeah, but he's saying, right, he came top 10K this year with all that advice. So that can't be like yesterday's top 1K when well, like, people didn't have say that 10 advice. 10 years ago. And there's only 2 million playing and he, you finish with top 1k. But without the advice. Like, yeah, okay, I know what you mean. Yeah, okay. Like, I think his top 10k is like a top 100k five years ago. Because there wasn't all the Twitter advice. There wasn't all the podcasts. There was less players. Exactly, but uh, yeah, I think there's two bits to that question, isn't there? It's, it's not I think he's got it backwards. Worded right. But I think in one way it's, yeah, if you finish top K, 10k now, it's an achievement. Because there's so many more people playing and so much more information available. But at the same time... Yeah, because there's so much more information available, it's easier to get into yeah. the top whatever percent, one percent. I think he's got it backwards and he's a backwards guy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> next a... question comes in from FPL Rogue. Remember him? Yeah. Your old, your old friend. Willie will be missed. Can't say the same for the other two. Well, of course we won't be missed because we're not <laughs> we're going, going anywhere. anywhere. <laughs> so uh, question, can you see any specific strategy to allow players to get a very good start? This year, the main field of players were very tightly bunched, in my opinion. So trying to make your way up the field needed additional effort. So, Kirks, before you answer that, and I think you are the man to answer it, because you always have a good start. So basically he's saying, will he be missed? We won't. Will he is notorious for having the worst starts in FPL possible. He can't do it. So he's actually asking me and you a question after uh, laughing at us and criticising us. So the, the irony. The ir- irony is the word. Have you got any tips in a... Um, no, short not, form way not for this season because this season is a completely different <coughs> different kettle of fish everybody's everybody's fighting fit like everybody's they're taking a couple of weeks break probably training and going straight into the new season it's going to be like a continuation of last season's form as far as I can see so there is no like looking at pre-seasons looking at injuries looking at new transfers it's literally going to be just a continuation of last season yeah um, and then the players that were in form I think At the end of last season, they're going to be kind of. I think they're going to be toughly priced. Yeah, and I think they're going to be still in form. I, I think it's going to be very hard to pick. Remember last season, I, I started with a Rigi, like because he had this whole preseason of the African was it the African Cup or whatever it was. Yeah. Someone was out injured. He's, Mane, like, he's going to yeah. play for a few games. Like, oh, bring him in for a few games. They're at home to Norwich. Like it'll be it'll be an easy one. I don't think you have that this season. It's going to be a really really hard season. I think. Is there any kind of tips from previous seasons? So if you ignore the whole kind of weird short preseason, COVID, players kind of playing late into the year, just in general? Players coming back from injury, I always thought was good. Because like KDB, just overlooked because they didn't have the points the year before. Yeah. But then they're, they're back fit and you have preseason and you're looking at them in preseason and they're, they're back ready to go. Yeah. And you're going, like KDB was like, to me, it was just like, this guy's world class. He's back fully fit. He's nine and a half nine million. And a half million. <laughs> Put him in your team. But like, yeah, you won't have that chance this season. Do you think you need to be slightly risky at the start of the season to get a good start? I think you should because you can wildcard straight away. Yeah, so there's no there's no real downside. Well, downside is you're playing catch up, but you're probably back on the bandwagon of templates on week game week four or game week three, whatever. Yeah. Fair enough. Like you usually have a good start. Uh, I'm kind of usually middle of the road, maybe. In pre-season, we'll kind of maybe look into it a bit more. But like, When's the start up? I don't even know when the new season uh, starts now. 12th of September. I don't know when the game is going to start. Yeah, that's what I mean. We're like going to get the prices. Like, it's going to be interesting. 
fucking going to be difficult. But yeah, we'll definitely look into that more because I think getting a good start is massive. And you say, you say it every year, Kirks. Um, I got a bad start this year. I just couldn't catch up. Yeah, I, th- I think it's a mental thing as well. Because like, when you're trying to catch up, you're trying to copy other people's plays. That, you'll never catch up doing that. And yeah. it's really hard to find that that differential to catch up when everybody else is jumping on the Lundstroms and the KDBs and the Vardys, whatever it was, or on fire to start this season. Next question comes in from FPL Chieftain. Chief. Sad face, sad face. He'll be missed. Oh, yeah. So much love for Willie. I can promise you he will make an appearance on every pod. <laughs> Whether he wants to or Whether not. Whether he wants to or not. Uh, will he still come along to the meetups? How does he things see things going for Villa next year? Did he cut loose and unleash some FPL wildness post the lockdown or was it safety first? Looking forward to the listen, lads. So, will he still go to the meetups? I'd say there's every chance he will. I don't yeah. think not being on a pod will, will change that. I actually think he'll show up to, to more of these than he's planning. Yeah, Although he'll miss now, it. Now that he's heard me say that, I don't know if that's like... He'll spite and knock <laughs> yeah. up. But I'd say like all this fame that he's getting, he might just show up for that. I think he'll still go to meetups if like work suits and all that. How does he think, see things going for Villa? We kind of talked about. He's always overly ambitious. He sees things through like claret and blue tinted <laughs> spectacles. So you can't really take him seriously. But we did ask him earlier and he said top 12. Which is ridiculous, oh, I think. Scotch is fucking... <laughs> Whoa. Did he cut loose and unleash some FPL wildness? No, he didn't. He was on course for his worst ever season. He just kept ticking along. Didn't do anything crazy. Didn't well, take any... He was any... in week 29, which is yeah. a mistake anyway. Didn't take any risks. So, nope. He didn't do anything surprising. <laughs> he didn't... Just the way he is, though. Um... Okay, so that was the first batch of questions. There's another batch somewhere. Okay, Luke Farrell. Ah, Luke. Best friend of the show. We'll go straight in there. He did a he did a good job in the Renegades League, didn't he? Last little. He did, and then he came second he in got the knockout. another Pirates kind of league, yeah. and like that's all because of us. He'll even admit it. <laughs> uh, so he says, interested to know how statistical related decisions played out versus eye tests and punts. We'll miss Willie. Hope he does the odd cameo. So he will do the odd cameo. Yeah, definitely. Uh, he said he'll be in at Christmas. He'll be in a couple of times a year. Like Re- you said, he might be in every week. The resurrection. Yeah. So statistical related decisions versus eye tests and punts. Anything I, comes to mind? I prefer, I prefer eye test and then probably toss up between punts and statistics after that. I think everything's a little bit of a mixed bag. I definitely look at the numbers, but like you can't rely on them. Yeah. I, Jesus is the best player in the league on numbers. His XG and his big chances. And, Unbelievable. Like. And even on the eye test, though, his movement's very good. Yeah, he, he's definitely more of a link-up than Aguero. But he just can't put it all together. Yeah, I, don't, I don't know if he's a bad finisher, but that's what the numbers would say. Like, his expected goals is, is the highest in the league. He's a bad finisher, but he gets into great positions. Yeah, but he still gets goals, just not as much as he should. But Yeah, yeah. Samata would probably get goals in the City team, though. <laughs> it's just one of those things it off his head. could be like Bobby Firmino though yeah that's like that's... he doesn't get near the amount of goals you'd think you'd get in a kind of runaway league success for the best team in yeah, Europe they say that the City team score more goals when Jesus is playing yeah Jesus um, but he doesn't himself get more goals which from FPL point of view isn't, isn't great what do you think of Firmino though is he a bit disappointed this season no he's so important like you remember that game he's still one of these guys he um yeah remember there's a game near the end of the season where they didn't start him 
and they played um was it Rigi up front they started or someone or Minamino maybe for 45 minutes they could do nothing and then he came on drops deep picks up the ball doesn't lose the ball protects the ball and sets two boys free like so important I don't know if he can keep doing it but like I don't know how you replace him but like he definitely has a, a very unique role okay. I haven't thought about this now um, so don't laugh at me could you play Firmino in the Genie Wijnaldum role and get a proper number nine who scores goals? Nah. If you're looking for the kind of guy that creates space and kind of creates things and no, or is that kind of a false kind of position I'm giving him because like he needs yeah, to drop he deep. Be, he from. would be able to do the running. I don't think it's what Genie does, but um, I know what you mean. He, he has the same kind of ball protection yeah. skills, but I would say it's a completely different. Yeah, to kind of elaborate on that to Luke statistical related decisions versus eye tests I think I went very wrong for possibly the first half of the season because I stuck with Sterling I captained him way more than I should have and it was like I watch a lot of football but a lot of it was based like I'd be watching the matches and I'd see him missing a few chances and maybe get frustrated but afterwards I'd get on to Opta and look up the stats and Sterling's stats are always quite impressive yeah. He's always in the... It's like he's in the box. He's yeah. getting chances in the box. He's getting a few big chances. And I'd be like, he's going to come good. Um, I'll stick honest, with that, him. That's a very hard one to cut loose. Like, I didn't have him, so I didn't have to. But like, <coughs> when you have him and you're invested and you're like, all right, he's getting touches in the box. He's getting shots. He's on the end of things. He's just missing things. Yeah. How, do you, how do you make that decision to cut him? That's, I, I'm glad I didn't have to make that decision. <laughs> yeah. And then when, you, when I think of punts, a lot of them didn't work out. So I started off with... Jurgen Lacadia, we talked about it earlier. Luke brought him into his team, I remember. Didn't even play a game. I brought in Alan St. Maximum. I think he scored a goal in about three games for me. So he was like five and a half million. Wasn't terrible. But then a few weeks later after lockdown, he kind of went nuts for a bit. He scored a goal. Yeah. He got three assists in a game. Um, Danny Ings was a bit of a punt early for me. I brought him in for the game where Southampton got beat 9-0 by Leicester. <laughs> Good game to bring him in for. He got subbed off at half time. I, I actually transferred him out the following week for Neil Mope. And then. You missed for, Mopes as well, didn't you? Yeah, for the next two weeks, Ing scored and I kind of missed those goals and I brought him back straight away. So I still got on him earlier than most people. But uh, punts didn't go my way. Um, I think Mope was weird though because he was a bit of an out, outside shot, but he actually did perform for a few weeks. Yeah, but like he's. He's one of those guys. Brighton, in fairness. Yeah, he's not an FPL player for me, like where he's got good stats. He's kind of, he'll score you a goal out of nothing or he'll. Yeah, but not, he might not enough. score a penalty. Yeah, in he's the not end, a. Connolly had probably as many big moments. Yeah. He scored a rake of points, like maybe not always playing the most form, but like he actually got points. But yeah, definitely. I love taking a few punts. I think it's important to take punts because it can get you ahead of the curve and it's also fun. Like, yeah. you need to keep the game fun. Yeah, I think the biggest problem with taking punts is you have to play them. Yeah. Um. I, I know I had Greenwood. I might have even had him, like, in the first wildcard, like, game week five or something. The problem I had with Greenwood later on in the game was, so if you had him, you had to play him. And I, it was always a decision of who you're going to bench to bring him on. That was my, my main problem. Yeah. It sounds like a bit of a cop-out, but like when Luke says statistical related decisions versus eye tests, like you really need to take both into account. Yeah, that, I think it is, yeah. To nail it, because it seems kind of simple, like statistical related decisions. So you'd think guys with good stats look good on the eye test, 
and guys that look good on the eye test will have good stats but it's not always no, the way like you could not. have someone like Joe Linton getting into good no, positions no the great uh, Vardy's a great example stats wise he's not as good as what he is on the eye test like remember we were talking last season about how he misses things like he's a ball over top guy yeah if he doesn't make it to the ball it doesn't count as a chance it doesn't count as a shot miss it doesn't count as an XG it just means he didn't get there but it could be an inch but away from that could be there. an inch away from him getting onto the end of it and scoring a goal so True. you have to be able to see that as in like this guy is dangerous he's on he's on the end of things yeah. so Luke the answer to that is just keep listening to the pod <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll see you right uh, Mossy Mo FPL Mo problems seeing as there's more Willie Love on here than an 80s New York bathhouse <laughs> is there any chance he'll be back on the pod next season you think every chance I think it's every chance I think when he's listening to this and like we're just yapping away about FPL, I think he'll miss it. But I would say it won't be maybe every week, but I would say it's a good chance he'd be on more than he thinks. Yeah. Do you think he's just doing this for attention? Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much wants us to save the letter great and please come back to the pod. Okay. Colin Ryan asked, is the pod back next season? Hope so. Hope we can do it. Yeah, nobody's actually committed to it, but we'll see. I think we might be as funny. That's my main concern. Without the punching bag. I don't think... It might be as funny, but I think it might be actually better from an FPL point of view. But, like, you might need the mix. They definitely need the mix. Like, God, you know? all those other podcasts are so fucking boring. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, I don't but, know. Like, we're going to be that podcast without the... Without Willie in the room. <laughs> yeah, we might be. That's the, that's the worry. We'll see. And look, I take it with a pinch of salt, but, like... All the comments are uh, willy, willy, willy and like fuck those other two guys. So <laughs> why would we come back, Kirks? You yeah. know? Um, I don't think there's many pods that interact with this many idiots. <laughs> so we're, no, I, I mean that in a nice way. We seem to attract a load of waifs and strays. We answer the questions. Like some of these questions, if they put them to, I want to say a more established pod, not necessarily a better pod, but they just ignore them. Like Whereas we kind of acknowledge everybody. Some of these questions are great though for conversation. Yeah, good guys. Um, would you ever consider? I don't think I would, but doing random guest spots, me, you, and a random guest. Yeah, totally. But no, a random internet guest. Well, is Anchor able to do the um the dialing thing now? You can just record people, like send them a link, and they can record a section. A section. I don't know. Nah, I I'm sure we could figure out technology. Yeah, no, definitely could do it. Yeah, I'd be up for like the odd interview slash guest spot and. But it's easy to do it as well like even if you're to ring Willie on the phone and go how's Villa getting on no but not Willie I mean random people off Twitter oh fuck it yeah okay yeah. I, like you hate people on Twitter I hate random people so I just mean like we could get an established kind of Twitter account someone with a good FPL record but not the usual do you know hi John you're really good at FPL blah, blah, do you know actually grill them do you know proper <laughs> you, know, you support Everton what's wrong with you why have you got three Everton players in your team they're yeah, shit exactly um, I just want to say like Willie this season came 430k now I don't want to beat a man when he's been dragged home by his wife but uh, <laughs> well, he's not getting awful no don't say that <laughs> 430k um, he's never come in the top 20k now that's not a, a bad thing like top 20k is quite hard to get he's a load of 100k's 300k's 400 k's he's in a million finish like you'd swear we were getting rid of uh jürgen klopp here <laughs> do you know like maybe he's a liability no, i don't fbl wise i don't give a fuck i just think he's funny when he's here 
Like, he comes in and he reads the stats off the page. So, like, I think the lads need to calm down a bit. So, we'll wrap up the pod just by wrapping up our uh, season competitions. Or maybe having a last few words They were on, such a pain to hold. <laughs> on the podcast. They were hard work. But, yeah, uh, they fucking beat the Renegades. That's a fucking disaster. I think you just got to give back to your fans. Yeah, well, who's so getting something back? So... The prizes, uh, we split them into two this year. Last year, we only had our Beat the Renegades competition, which was just basically your squad played against a combination of our three squads. So I think it was usually quite hard to win, but uh, actually my cousin won, and he absolutely smashed <laughs> us that week. It was a bit of an inf- infamous week. Yeah, just the one where he's asking me about his team. Yeah, at my wedding. <laughs> the, the day before my wedding, um, he asked you for help on his wild card. He didn't realise, you didn't realise that I had picked him out of a hat to play us, <laughs> gave him some good advice, and then uh, he took it and used smash it to it. smash our team. So, uh, congratulations. I think we got it all out of our system earlier in the season. We were going to disqualify him. We said he was an absolute cheating bastard. <laughs> but uh, when it all calmed down, we thought, right, he... Didn't do anything wrong, really. No, he, kinda, he didn't even bend the rules. He just... Uh, he was at a, a... Like, the first time I met him. Or no, first time I met him in years, anyway. Yeah. But, like, it's not like he planned it. So, you can't really hold it against him. Yeah, and obviously, he could have picked a team that wasn't great, either. Like, he did have to go out and pick a team <laughs> that bet us. But, uh, yeah, so congratulations to Jim on Twitter. is at JJGeezer87. He wins a 25-euro Amazon voucher and a Renegades mug. Uh He's north. He's north of the border now, so uh, twenty five euro will be a lot less than <laughs> sterling. Will it these days? I don't even keep track of those things. A little bit less. The revolutum, it'll be grand. But uh, yeah, I wish it was someone else. But sure, fair play to him. <laughs> and then the actual prestigious competition. Um, fucking disaster that was. Like the thing Jim won was kind of like the Europa League. But our actual uh, Renegades dead last league. So Whose con- idea was it to have it as a dead last league? Mine. The concept <laughs> was we had a league. Everybody joined. And then maybe two or three were eliminated every week. The lowest scoring players. It kind of gradually went up. So it went up to four and five. And then it, I think it got down to a final 32, which was a knockout. Yeah. Now your problem was we couldn't do the knockout through the FPL yeah. website. So you had to manually do it. Yeah. But uh, even I think the, even the knock me out was manual. Like, uh, well, you just deleted a. I know, but like, say the, the worst bit was if I forgot to do it one week, and I went back in the week after the next scores were in. Yeah, I had to manually fill in all the scores and their game week scores from the week before, and, and take away all the points and figure out who the fuck was bottom. <laughs> yeah, oh. we were trying to do something different. Maybe next season we'll just do a normal. League. Might just stick to the format that they give you. But look, very impressive for the winner uh, at Jack Brinkworth on Twitter. He obviously survived all the knockout weeks, got into the last 32. Had bet, a good score. But yeah. every one of his opponents, he had a very good season. Um, um, I think it, the, the league itself, I know it became a knockout, but it always favoured the guys who were doing well because it ended up being first versus last in the knockout. Momentum and yeah, like people you, who you were on had a good team going forward, so it favoured the guys doing well, which is, I don't think it's a problem with that. Like, if you're doing well, you deserve to win. So Jack also gets a 25 euro. Amazon voucher and a Renegades mug. Huzzah. Is it the same design as the one we had from last year? Well, we have to get new ones printed so we can do what we want. Like, we can actually, like, do something Willy related. (laughs) 
But uh, I'm easy. Sounds suspicious. Yeah, I wouldn't mind a mug that we both wouldn't mind owning. So maybe that's not. Yeah, I wouldn't mind having like a, a mug per season, so like I can actually have. That's a good idea. Actually. A mug. <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah, that was the two competitions next year. I think we're gonna scrap to beat the Renegades. Yeah, it's too hard. It's um, money wise, it's impossible to bank wise. Like it's impossible to keep track of. And it's just always it gets to like Saturday morning before the deadline, and we're on WhatsApp. What was like, Come the, on, uh, help me out here. What was the one with, with <laughs> and uh, we had three defenders. We were it? always trying to <laughs> balance the books, so we only had a hundred million. So no matter how much the price rises were, we were always struggling. We were like swimming against the tide, and uh, for a few weeks we were trying to pick. It had to be defenders that we all owned. Yeah. So we all owned the same defenders for a while. And uh, he kept saying, can we do chili to dots? <laughs> Even though they were the same price. So it was like, we don't have enough money for Chilwell. And he just kept saying, how about we do chili to dots? It was like, he's more no, expensive. We can't do that. We can't. And chili even, to dots? No. Why not? Even his way of kind of abbreviating them was just so cringy. Chili, chili to dots. dots. Yeah. But that was like for about two or three weeks. That was it's like he's dead now, isn't it? Really? <laughs> yeah, it's like a, you're, you're, you're like wiping a tear from your eye. That's <gasps> oh, whiskey. But yeah, next season, uh, we'll just do a league. Um, just do a normal league where we don't have to actually control it. A normal league, we can still have mugs. You can do knockout in the normal leagues. They do give you an option for like. Ah, just no need. Just do a normal league, but maybe have instead of our budget split between two competitions, just have maybe. Three or four prizes. Yeah, uh, it makes more sense. It's much easier to, for people to follow as well. Yeah, but we'll do that. So, anything you want to say before we wrap up based on the season? You had a good season. Yeah. Do you think you can improve next season now? Like, you've had two good seasons. And in your history, you're pretty erratic. Like, oh, yeah. This is, like, the most consistent you've ever been. And I'm taking full credit. I, kind of I, if I was you, I would take credit. Because I'm absolutely fucking random before I started doing this like I think you're 50% a really good FPL player and a 50%, 50% fucking moron <laughs> like you just if you could get those moves out of your system of captain and Harry Wilson but they, they didn't bother me <coughs> that's that week where I captained Harry Wilson nobody else did anything no Liverpool did I don't think so I don't think I did, like yeah. points. no I think we laughed at you because I think Liverpool did quite well and the joke was well he did captain the Liverpool player <laughs> so is he on loan but like say the last end of the season uh, I brought in Brooks I took out Fernandez, which looks like a mental move on paper Brooks got two points Fernandez got one yeah <laughs> and I had money down for Kane uh, for the final week so it actually worked out I think the, the biggest problem is just getting your captains and using your ships right yeah. which what's your aim for next season though couldn't win it I, but do you think you can kind of get top K right. or is it just too much literally involved? just got a plan to win it and then after game week one when I make a balls of it I'll then yeah. drop that down to 10k and then I make a balls the second week I'll drop it down to the next one Yeah. until at Christmas I'm like top one million please <laughs> I said earlier if I if I come 300k again I'm actually going to retire like <laughs> I just won't enjoy doing it like it's just nah you're gone at the game but this is the worst season to say that because this is going to be such a fucking weird Messy stuff. I think the prices are going to be hard. I think oh. so many players are going to be more expensive. I can't. I can't see how I'm going to make a I team. I don't know where the value is. Can't see where I'm going to make a team. Like they're yeah. going to be all over all the players you know. Is there any players? Actually, I don't know if we'll come back to this, but Jim, who won the beat the Renegades, his whole kind of thing was who won and blah blah. But he actually had a question saying who was the biggest flop this season. Anyone come to mind? Because I'm kind of thinking. I know it's a weird one to say, but Sterling. I was going to say, for me, Sterling is my flop. Hole. 
He got all his points at the end of the season, which I did have him, which is grand. But geez, he fucked me up something terrible for the first portion of the season. Yeah. The amount of captain misses and like fucking, you know, he's playing the left, he's playing the right, he's playing up front, and he's doing not scoring points. He's missing penalties. I uh, twelve now for me. Whatever it is. I didn't bring him in for the end of the season, so I only got the misery. <laughs> like it's hard to say he's a, a flop when he did he he, he must have got over two hundred points, but like for me for my team he is. The likes of Harry Kane, like he still probably got 17, 18 goals. Yeah. But like they were Aubameyang. very much in what? Aubameyang, sorry, they settled on the same kind of leaf. Like they're guys you can't really captain every week. Like they were like a load of blanks and then they might score two goals. Yeah. So they're kind of hauls and blanks. I actually might might look at that. That was something I was thinking of. Might look at actually players' points week by week. See who's spiky and who's yeah. who's even. Like someone like Salah is actually fairly even because when he doesn't score, he assists. And he, he's a midfielder, so he actually gets clean sheet points as well. He, like, so even on the shittest of day, he might get three points. Yeah. Uh, but Kane and Aubameyang, on the shittest of day, get zero or one. Yeah, yeah, and there's a load of talk about uh, reclassification of players, but we won't get into that. Like That might be something for pre-season. Yeah, I think we need to wait till the prices come Imagine out Imagine Aubameyang was a midfielder like that. Well, like, he should be if Salah is. Yeah, definitely. I mean, like, other than that, Salah goes a, like, Man, Ma- Him and Mane play the same yeah. position. They should be forwards, or they should be midfielders. It's actually... Just, Fucking tough thing to do, like Rashford. But there's no premium forwards. No, it's like, mad. If you get rid of Aubameyang, like Kane wasn't great. Aguero's always injured. There's nobody else. No. Is there? Jesus. But like Jesus and Firmino were the top ones on the X expected yeah. points. Did they put Tony Martial up to ten and a half million forward? Like that's kind of expensive. Werner does he come in as a midfielder or a striker? Striker. He's definitely going to be a striker. He plays wide. wide he, left. he does play wide left a bit, but I think he has to be a striker in the game. Yeah, it's gonna be interesting. I think we don't have enough information to go through it now. Yeah, well, hopefully, just it's maybe finding the the Lundstrom of next season. Who is the guy who's out of position? But Lundstrom was such a anomaly. Was, it's not that, like there is a Lundstrom every season. That was a fuck up. Yeah, someone got sacked over that. <laughs> it's like John Lundstrom. He's never <laughs> been a defender in his life. <laughs> yeah, that was a fuck. Up. I don't know why I sound like a newspaper editor from the nineteen twenties on news. a TV show. <laughs> Breaking news: John Lundstrom isn't it a defender. <laughs> yeah, I don't buy the Brentford thing either. I just, I suppose we just have to do a a, a podcast after we get the prices out and go through them. I think that might be worth a worth a chat. Oh, definitely. And like, I'm more determined than ever to like have a good season. Like, I haven't had a bad season like that. So now it's like, maybe it's going to be too much. Going to be too paranoid and too trying too hard. But it's like need to nail everything there yeah. can't be any Lacadias in my team there but can't be is one player I wouldn't be oh, I know that. but then Sterling blanks three or four weeks in a row he has to be gone like yeah I know but the, the, the risk is you, you make a decision and you, you should stick yeah. with it you do you know what one of my pet peeves on FPL Twitter is when people say the likes of Sterling the likes of Aubameyang are going to get you 200 points during the whole season you just have to stick with them that makes no sense when they're blanking five and six games in a row. Yeah. You need to Ideally, switch in and switch yeah. out. What you want to do is hit them when they hit points. Yeah, you can't just sit there for their 200 points. I think you need to be Depends switching. where you want to finish. You could finish top 50k not switching. Yeah. But I don't know. It depends on your ambitions as well, I suppose. But also, if you're not going to play the game, why bother entering your team at all? True. So will we wrap it up. Yeah. I think we should say, look, we slag, well, I probably slag them a lot, but like, We've some good followers. We're some good listeners. We've a lot of interactive people. I always kind of say they're idiots. They're like 
we do seem to pick up a lot of strays and those kind of people but they're really good no they're really good <laughs> I've never said that just I always say but they're really good people to follow like there's uh, you probably name them on all the pods and it's been months since our last pod so I'm not going to name them all out now but we do appreciate all the listening all the interaction um, the questions like there wouldn't be a pod without them so uh, yeah. thanks everyone uh, we do appreciate it hopefully you'll be back next season if we're back it's good fun back for the competitions it is very good fun and uh, like I said I don't think you'll get this level of uh, FPL expertise slash interaction from other pods <laughs> for full interaction yeah like exactly. station. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, yeah, I think it's going to be a, a better FPL podcast without Willie because he's been holding us back. Yeah, I really look forward to next season because I think it's going to be so difficult to make a team that it's going to separate a lot of people. I don't think there's going to be a, a very easy template. So I think I'm actually really looking forward to it. I think it's going to be a bit of a random season. Hopefully, yeah. And uh, actually, I'm not even going to go into it now. I was going to talk about captains there because I think that kind of distinguishes from zombie teams and zombie teams and template teams. teams. It kind of gives you an element of luck in there. Some people think you should scrap it. But we'll come back to that in a different pod, yeah, pre-season pods. But like you said, I think the harder the season is, the better it is for kind of engaged Active managers players. such as yeah. ourselves to do well. Looking forward to it. Yep. So we'll leave it there anyway. That was our uh, end of season review. Last podcast of the season. Willie's retirement pod. He left about an hour ago. <laughs> and it just kind of sums him up. And he I, left in the best way ever. I think there's so many <laughs> pods of ours where Willie just got dragged home from his wife because he... Because he doesn't understand time. What's the word? He over-promised and under-delivered. <laughs> so he's like, yeah, babe, I'll be finished at nine. And it's like, couldn't possibly ever have been finished by nine. It's like, we started recording at half eight. But we'll leave it there. So thanks to everyone who listened throughout the season. Hopefully we'll see you next season. Good luck and good night. <laughs>